Evernote is really helpful if you're trying to be as paperless as you can. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. Welcome to the Power to Live More In Between show. Every other week, I share an interview with an interesting guest sharing their top tips, tools and strategies about how they use their power to live more. In between, I share my own content along with a summary of the tools, tips and strategies shared in the previous week's interview in the form of Joe's Gems. Today, I want to talk to you about a tool that I use all the time called Evernote. Evernote is a tool and an app, depending on where you're using it, that you can use on your computer, whether that's a Mac or a Windows-based computer. You can also use it on your smartphone and on your tablet. And the real advantage of it is that it syncs across all of those places. So you can enter information in one place and it will automatically pop up in Evernote on the other place where you have it installed. I like to think of Evernote as a sort of online filing cabinet. All the information that you enter into Evernote is stored in notes. So that's like a piece of paper. (laughs) And those can be added together to create a notebook. So a bit like an offline notebook. And then you can add all the notebooks together to create what's called notebook stacks. So again, that's a bit like in the offline world, having a a pile of notebooks on your desk and knowing that the information you want is somewhere in there. Now, one of the real advantages of using Evernote is that because it's online, all of that information that you have in those notebook stacks, those notebooks and in those notes is searchable. So one of the first ways that I would recommend using Evernote is when you're in meetings so when you are in you know, a group meeting or when you're in a one-to-one meeting with somebody and you, and you would normally take notes on paper and then you quite often end up taking those notes away with you and you add them into the pile of notes to write up, don't you? <laughs> that you want to write them up so that you take the actions off them, but also so that if in future you want to find that information, you've, you've written it somewhere neatly somewhere that you can easily find it. Well, the beauty with Evernote, bearing in mind that I used to create stacks of those paper notes all the time, or I'd have notebooks with all the notes in, and I'd never write them up. I'd never then be able to find anything. I'd know something was in a notebook, but I didn't know which particular notebook it was in. Or if I did know which notebook it it was in, I had to flick through all the pages until I found that piece of information that I needed. Well, if you take notes on Evernote in a meeting, so either on your computer or on your tablet or on your smartphone, then you don't have to write them up because they are already written in your Evernote account. But also you can do searches. So you can tag the notes with tags that mean something to you. So you can easily find information with that. So if you're in a, a meeting and you've um, been given some actions, for example, you might want to tag that note with actions because then you'll know that you've got to look at your actions tag and see what things you need to do. Or it might be that if this particular meeting has a number of different topics being discussed that you might want to tag your notes with some of those key headings. So, um, for example, I'm uh, the secretary of our local choral society. If we have a meeting and I take notes in Evernote, I might want to tag the notes with a concert 
that we're going to be holding to, because we've discussed it as part of that meeting. And if I'm trying to do stuff to do with just that particular concert, I might want to look at all the notes that relate to that tag. Or it might be that I tag it with a piece of music or I might tag it with somebody's name or I might tag it as minutes that I need to action something from. And then I might take the tag off and put another tag on, which is actions completed so that I can use it as a sort of uh, process uh, sort of um, format. So I, so I can use Evernote to help me to, to get that stuff done. So once you've made your notes in Evernote, they're very searchable. And as I say, you don't have to write them up. So that's perhaps a good way to start using Evernote and start to save information into the platform. But there are loads of other things that you can save in your notes. So firstly, obviously, that's the written information that I've just talked about. But you can save audio into straight into Evernote. You can attach it as an MP3. But also, if you're on your smartphone, you can actually record directly into Evernote. You can record into Evernote and it will write what you've recorded, uh, transcribe it as you're saying it. So if you like to perhaps do some writing, some blogging by actually recording audio and getting it transcribed, you could actually use Evernote to do that for you. There's a web clipper that you can put onto your browser, which means that when you're on any website that you want to save information from, you can use that clipper to clip that information directly into your Evernote account. And that can be the whole web page. It could just be a bookmark to it. It could be just the article all cleaned up without any of the advertising around it. Um, it, it just is entirely up to you when you use the web clipper. It gives you the different options and you just choose the one that you want to use to save that information. You can attach PDFs. You can attach uh, slideshows. You can attach images. You can create checklists in Evernote. So it's got a little checkbox and you can add those in next to actions that you're going to take. And then when you, you're, you've taken them, you can actually tick them off. And you can set reminders on notes as well. So that'll, that'll pop, pop up and remind you of things that you need to do. So how do people use Evernote? Well, you can use it for any scenario, be it professional or personal. So, you know, if you're thinking personally, then you could use it to clip recipes that you want to keep, which is what I do. I have about 600 recipes in my Evernote account, uh, which are accessible on the tablet that's in the kitchen, which means when it's time to cook dinner, we can all access those recipes. And I actually scan recipes from cookery books into uh, Evernote so that I don't have to then go and find the books on you know other occasions when I'm not using a, a recipe that's already on Evernote. So once I do find something in a book, I will also scan it and put it into the recipe section of Evernote. But if you're a writer, if you paint, if you draw, if you uh, do interior design, if you create music, there's lots of ways that you can use the tool to help you with any of those projects. And when you say project, Evernote can be a really good way of managing a project. So you can use it to record resources, who's involved, what costs for the project. You can put checklists in there, deadlines. You can put uh, pictures in of different ideas and things that um, you're using for whatever that project might be. And then you can actually collaborate using Evernote. So you can create a note, you can put whatever information into it, and then you can share it with an individual or a group of individuals to enable them to see that information and also to amend that information and collaborate with you on it. 
Some people just use it for general record keeping. You could do things like take pictures of things that you have covered in your insurance and receipts and things so that if you ever need to make an insurance claim, you've got that information at your fingertips. Some people use it for writing a to-do list or for shopping lists or just general planning to get things done. So there's lots of ways that you can use Evernote. And if you have a business, a small to medium-sized business, then there is an actual business version of Evernote that can be used to enable your whole team to collaborate around projects and also to use as a repository for content that everybody needs to see. So if you're a small business and you have things like company handbooks or um, policies that you need everybody else to see, you can publish that information in your Evernote account for your business and give everybody access to that, that information. You can also set up notebooks that are only accessible to certain teams and certain groups of people, depending on how you manage projects within your organisation. And finally, I think Evernote is really helpful if you're trying to be as paperless as you can. As I said already, you can scan things and put them into your Evernote, as well as typing in writing and saving things like audio and images and that sort of thing. So if you've got documents that you need to keep and you don't want to keep them as paper in your filing cabinet, you can scan it and add it into a notebook on your Evernote account and in effect keep that information in your virtual filing cabinet on your Evernote account. And Evernote even has Scannable as an app that you can use to enable you to do that um, that's quite integrated already with Evernote. But actually, you can use any scanning tool that you have to enable you to create that electronic image of that piece of paper and then just attach it to your Evernote account in one of your notes um, and into your one of your notebooks as well. And the final feature to mention that can be really helpful is also that you can email direct to Evernote. So if you have an email that you want to keep, you can just forward it onto your Evernote account and it will automatically set up a note for you. So if that's whetted your appetite for giving Evernote a go, then if you go to joedodds.com forward slash recommends forward slash Evernote, you'll be able to register and get a free month of Evernote premium. There are three levels of membership with Evernote. There's basic, which is free, plus, which is currently £30 a year and premium, which is currently £45 a year. And uh, they all offer great benefits. But obviously, if you can use the plus or the premium and that will give you extra functionality that will enable you to do some of the uh, more whizzy things that you can with Evernote but you can certainly sign up for a free account anyway to see what you think of it but as I say if you go to joedodds.com forward slash recommends forward slash Evernote then you'll get a free month of premium anyway which will enable you to try out all the different features. And if you work in a small or medium-sized business and you think this is something that you'd like to explore for use within the wider team, then I've recently become an Evernote certified consultant. So please do get in touch using my email, joe at joedodds.com, and I can let you know more about the benefits of using Evernote within a business. Joe's Gems. This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of last week's interview, the stuff that I really liked and the apps, books, tips and tools that were shared. Last week, I interviewed personal performance coach Hazel Adley. Hazel's the owner of Hazel Adley Coaching, which is a home-based coaching business dedicated to helping fellow entrepreneurs and creative professionals figure out what's next for their business and career and transform their life into one they truly love. 
Hazel shared powerful insight and tips on how she takes control of her daily schedule, methods she uses to ensure she's staying on track with the bigger picture of her business, and why she chooses to structure her working hours in a nine-to-five structure instead of using the time block system that many home-based entrepreneurs often prefer. And we also discussed how she maintains a healthy balance between work and play and how she fits healthy activities such as working out and eating healthily into her daily routine. Scheduling your day and setting work boundaries. During my discussion with Hazel, we talked a lot about her work schedule and setting boundaries to allow there to be time for work as well as playtime. Hazel says that although she loves the work she does and believes it's important, it's also important to set aside time for yourself and the non-work related things that you enjoy. Hazel talks about being a nine to fiver by choice. So she gets up and sets off for her desk in her house at uh, sort of eight o'clock, nine o'clock, depending on on what's going on. But interestingly, she says that she spends the uh, morning doing the stuff that is project based, something that she's perhaps putting off doing things that she struggles with. Uh, And then she talks about actually doing her coaching in the afternoons because she says, and I I agree with this, I'm very similar, that she can find the energy and focus for doing one-to-one sessions and working with people uh, in the afternoon, but she can't find energy to do her own stuff. So she finds it much easier to sort of procrastinate if she needs to do things in the afternoon for herself. Whereas obviously when people are with her, then she gets that energy and that focus to uh, respond and you know do the best that she can do with those people. Uh, whereas if she's doing her own thing, it would be harder. And I, I'm much the same. I schedule my meetings and any coaching that I do into the afternoons and, and focus on using the mornings for my own project work as well. A big theme of the discussion with Hazel was about setting boundaries. And she talks very much about finishing work and then having time to do things that aren't work and making sure that she's not overworking and giving herself that that time to protect her well-being. And Hazel talked about planning uh, things that she needs to do the night before so that she's sort of had that opportunity to sort of mentally regroup and think about the priorities for the next day, but also because she likes to leave her brain to mull over uh, what, what she's planning to do overnight. We talked about re-energising through relaxation and decompression. And we talked about how you can have really sort of high energy, stressful days. And at the end of the day, your brain's still sort of running off a mile a minute and and it's quite difficult to to sleep. So how do you relax your mind and your body so that you find it uh, beneficial when you're actually sleeping because your body's sort of um, making the most of, of that opportunity? So we talked about the sorts of things that Hazel does to ensure that she has that restful time at the end of her day. We talked about apps and tools that Hazel likes for improving her productivity and she recommended Trello, which has been recommended on a number of other podcasts uh, that we've done, which is a project management system uh, available on on computer and also on your devices. And it's set up like the uh, Agile, uh, what's the boards, the, I want to say Kanbo, Kenbo, Kendo boards, (laughs) that's not right. Um, The Kanban boards, (laughs) which is um, sort of basically columns where you create your tasks on boards, put them into columns, and you might have columns which are uh, to do, in progress, completed, and archived, and you move the boards 
the the tasks across each of the columns as you work through the process with them. It's good if you're a visual person. I use Asana rather than Trello because I like lists and uh, you can create really sophisticated lists using Asana. Uh, Trello, I think if you're a visual person, you like to use things like post-it notes and, and visual representation of what you need to do, then I think Trello can be really good for that. Hazel also recommends color notes for uh, taking notes on your uh, smartphone and also Microsoft Excel. She also talked about when working on tasks that she doesn't particularly enjoy doing or look forward to doing, she uses a time blocking strategy to get that, that done. So she sets a timer for 45 minutes and then she just gets on and does the task um, until the, the timer goes off. And she calls it the power of an hour. So you do 45 minutes working and then 15 minutes off and you can do anything you want to do after that. She says she doesn't always stick to the 45 minutes, um, but she does like to use that most of the time. Sometimes she um, might do a little less, but she says 35 is sort of her comfort point. So she likes to stretch herself past that with the 45 minutes. So when we talked about staying healthy and active as a home-based entrepreneur, Hazel talked about keeping up her energy uh, using uh, things like working out and eating a healthy, well-balanced diet. She says her mornings have evolved over the years, but she has always had a morning routine. But at the moment, she's getting up and exercising at least six mornings a week uh, so that she can sort of get that energy going and make sure that she's keeping herself healthy with the exercise. She quite often might uh, do some stuff to lift her mood or listen to audiobooks and then have a nice healthy smoothie for her breakfast. And she recommended an ebook by somebody called Alison Nixon for smoothie recipes. So you can get that if you go to alisonnixon.com. She also recommended the book The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And also talked about doing HIT training. So that's the high intensity training. So she does that uh, every other day. And then she does other work, other body work on the other days as well. She says her energy's increased a lot. Even just doing 10 minutes a day of light exercise increases her energy. We spend a fair amount of time talking about self-improvement and educating ourselves and how important that is for staying ahead. And Hazel recommended quite a, a lot of resources for that. She talked about the energy alignment method with Yvette Taylor, which is something that she's recently qualified in. She's one of uh, only a few uh, practitioners of the energy alignment method in the world. We talked about TED Talks, a couple of books, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And then we also talked about watching Abraham Hicks on YouTube. When we talked about what we do and what Hazel does when things don't go right, it was quite an interesting conversation where she talked about how she tries to detach her emotions when those sorts of things happen. So she sort of might be angry or annoyed briefly because she's human as she says but she quite quickly realizes that the emotion isn't necessary and it's not serving her and it doesn't make things resolve any quicker so instead of getting emotional she tends to sort of kick straight into what do I need to do what are my options what are the next steps to resolve whatever that situation is and she says she has done a lot of personal development work over the years to reach that stage and she says she's not perfect at it and sometimes she does get that anger and so on but uh, quite often she's able to sort of sidestep that and detach herself from the emotion of that situation and then she talked about EAM the 
the energy alignment method uh, helping with that, but that even before she was trained to use that particular tool, she did focus quite a lot on letting things flow past her, letting energy go by rather than actually letting it sort of get caught up and, and uh, having all those emotions causing issues within herself. So um, that was something I think was quite an interesting part of the conversation. So to recap on what we discussed in the interview, so some of the key points were about knowing the time of day that you work best to help you structure your tasks and projects better to allow you to get more done with less stress. Eating healthily and staying active to improve your health, but also give you the energy to take on that day and make it a success. Finding time for yourself and allowing your body and your brain to recharge at the end of the day and how important that is. We talked about using systems and processes and tools to help keep your motivation and your productivity up to get you able to do more in the same amount of time. And then we talked about how important emotions are and how important it is to recognise those emotions, but how it's just as important to understand that if they don't serve your overall goals, uh, if you let them control you. So to learn how to detach your emotions can really help with your productivity and the way that you work. To find out more about Hazel and to connect with her, you can go to her website, which is hazeladleycoaching.com, and that's Hazel and Adley, A-D-D-L-E-Y, hazeladleycoaching.com. You can find her on Twitter, and that's at hazeladleycoach, as in C-O-A-C, without the H at the end for coach, because uh, they don't let you have enough characters for that. <laughs> so it's Hazel Adley Coke. And you can find her on Facebook under Hazel Adley Coaching. All this information is available in the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 3030. The website is the place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience, your power to live more, and that's do more of what you want to do. I have a subscription service with all the resources recommended on the podcast and in my newsletter, organised by topic, as well as online courses and templates to use for business planning and blogging so you can take the DIY option to working on your Power to Live More. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash subscription, you can get a 14-day free trial. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 30 and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Use your power to live more.